Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. Yes, I said powered by Omaha Audio Cousin South coming to you Monday morning, as far as you know. No degenerate trifecta. We have Mikey Meatballs fiddling with the knobs. We do have Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess, but I want to bring in my guest. You know, you know, when you talk about graduates from Wenatchee Valley College and went on to become backup quarterbacks to Randall Cunningham, only to then turn out to be one of the great sports media personalities of all time. As far as I'm concerned, the conversation begins and ends with this guy. Please welcome the lovely and talented and patriotic Kenny Maine. What's happening, Kenny? Thank you for that warm introduction. I was ahead of Randall. Randall was last string. Sam <laughs> King was the starter. Will you get that right? Like, <laughs> you were in, this is UNLV. You were a yeah. senior. He was a freshman my, and you were ahead of him. My senior year, Randall okay. was a freshman. Sam King was a starter. He led the nation in passing yards. We yeah. beat BYU at BYU. I didn't really play much. Like, I think I charted plays, but still contributed during the practice week. Um, <laughs> okay. So we're pretending, oh, it's, we're pretending it's Monday, July 10th. Is that what Yes, you, the, we are recording wow, this. Weekend um, it was. <laughs> we're recording this in uh, mid-March, I think. Florida Atlantic <laughs> just won the region or something. No. Um, yeah, we're doing this the week before. Now, we have a lot of all-star stuff to get to, but we're yeah, going to have to pretend that. Dated. Yes, you, you played. You make stuff up. Well, this will be good. This will be the Monday morning when this releases. We'll oh, still home have run had derbies the tonight. Home run derby tonight Whoa, and the game on Tuesday. Is. So yeah. just let's get into it. How did you do yesterday in the celebrity game? I mean, was it everything you dreamt up? Well, when you say yesterday, you mean Saturday. Um, oh, that yes. is when we held the celebrity <laughs> softball game. I did or didn't play based on my attitude at the time. So <laughs> Mina Kimes and I are hosting or were hosting um, on the side. You know, the it's usually an obnoxious local radio you. person that gets the mic and they tell them to make the audience laugh while the celebrities right. are playing whatever they're playing. And I said, I've done this before where those people talk too much. Like, so that's construction noise. If you guys want to get into construction, little boys I love, love it. trucks and mm-hmm. large equipment. Um, yeah, so I wasn't supposed to be in the game. Mina and I were supposed to entertain the crowd. I see. And make it, you know, move the game well, along, draw the younger audience. You did a great job, you and Mina. It was my favorite part of the telecast. And by the way, you're right. It wasn't a lot on of the, TV. It wasn't on TV. I got the channel. Don't you maybe didn't get the channel. I get the okay. I get the channel. Is it really not televised anymore? What I are think they it's doing? on MajorLeagueBaseball.com. Okay. .org. I don't know. It might be on a real TV. It's got to be the celebrity it game. Has it has to be. To be. Big yeah. Deal. Yeah. By the way, this hosting thing on the sidelines, this is nice, but it got me mad. I was thinking about it when they announced that Seacrest was the host of Wheel of Fortune. I said, this is Kenny Maine's gig. Why weren't you up for this? I don't know. Who's your agent? I thought I should have had a run at Jeopardy, to be honest. But Mm -hmm. the name was never mentioned. There were fancier names that were mentioned. Plus, you'd have to work a lot. They have to do like five shows in a day. It's it's a lot of work. Uh, uh, so what? You could do it. I was a Jeopardy can... answer before. That, that's kind of a thrill. You were? A couple Who times. Broke their leg they got as a fourth right. string for UNLV. No, no. It was no. more okay. ESPN related, I think. Something, something, something. And then 
one time nobody buzzed. It was so sad. My friend sent it to me. Like, dude, this is kind of cool and kind of sad at once. Mm-hmm. But I can't help it if three people who happened to be on the air that day had watched, <laughs> you know, Sports Center back in the day. Right. Hey guys, we're working over here. A lot of construction <laughs> going on. How is your summer going aside from the construction? I picture, you know, I don't know anything about this, but I think knowing you by now and how competitive you are and how trendy you are, you're probably the best pickleball player in your neighborhood. No, I'm not the best, but I definitely like the game. In fact, my good friend, uh, the two of us are in on a little pickleball project. I'm glad you brought that up. We'll Mm -hmm. promote it later when it's closer to fruition. But he's just injured his foot playing pickleball. So he's in the DL right now. Um, No, it's fun. We started playing during the Trump virus when it first started. (laughs) And just some friends taught us about Like I barely knew what it was. I'd heard of it. But yeah. I, you know, didn't know the rules, didn't stay out of the kitchen, all that. It, it's funny how it has taken off. Like, it, it's just absurd how many people play now. I want to play. I'm like, I'm I'm straddling between uh, being on the making fun of it side and wanting to play side. And just as I'm about to step in, I hear like my mother, my 77 year old mother is playing and she loves it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I, I got to be out. I can't do it. No, no, no. It's it. OK. You can make fun of it and play it just like. I do that with golf. I completely mock, like, really, we have to tuck in our shirts. Once we tuck in our shirts, then what happens, sir? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I was at a club in Seattle. I won't even say the name because they were so nice. But right as we're about to go play, they say, uh, Mr. Main, for the uh, for the good of the membership here, would you please tuck in your shirt? Right. And I, I didn't understand how was that going to benefit the members, me tucking in my shirt. It was tucked in for a <laughs> the whole, good of the maybe membership. the second whole part of it. But yeah, um, yeah, pickleball, we played one night, Gretchen, you know, my wife. Sure. And, and we were meeting uh, all the kids were there and the mustos, of course, you know them. And so there's like eight <laughs> of us and we were going to have our fun, right? Like we were going to rotate like we're having a picnic, but it's pickleball. So the game gets going and all of a sudden these two people show up who we've never seen before. And they were waiting to play. And, and we we're kind of like, oh, no, we're this game is locked. OK, <laughs> this is like we're in sixth grade and we're playing four square and just us. We're the ones right. playing with you. But it turned out at that court, there were these weird unwritten pickleball rules that on crowded nights, everybody has to rotate. We had no idea. Why would we rotate with a bunch of strangers? We didn't know. Right. Apparently, yeah, there's some there's some so- oddities with re- regard to pickleball, the so it becomes like Benihana, where you're sitting at a table yeah, with exactly. people you don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the Benihana Suddenly, of sports. I once had dinner with Jennifer Love Hewitt at a Benihana through <laughs> that very same thing and never met her. We're looking over there. with She looks famous. Who's that person? And that was just a name drop. I thought I'd throw it. Yeah, I feel if you go to Benihana enough, if you just park yourself at, I don't know, some table in the middle there, you uh, eventually you'll get to dine with a Jennifer Love Hewitt, right? Yeah, I think that's like guys who you know, stay, stay at a coffee shop right near yoga and think that's going to be their place there. You know, yes. Those yoga yes. girls are coming in here after sweating across the street. And when that's exactly you described our producer, Mikey meatballs to a T. That's exactly magic. what he does. All right, listen, <laughs> okay, let's take a quick break. And I mean, for you, okay, it'll be really for? quick. Why, well, I feel pretty good. I don't need a break. Well, we it'll be very quick. As far as you're concerned, it'll be instantaneous because we add in, um, we have to sing the praises of our sponsor, one that you may or may not give a Who crap about at this point. Uh, I don't want to mention. I don't know. You know, I think we just keep it to Jennifer Love Hewitt talk. And uh, okay. we'll be right back to talk back about this All-Star Jennifer. game. We'll be right back. 
Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OMAHAFULL and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and older only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 or more wagers only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet is $1,250. The bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, it's 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Kenny. Major League Baseball All-Star Game in your hometown of Seattle. The game is tomorrow. Yes, it's tomorrow. Now, listen, I have one day in Seattle with the family. Where do I go? You're a native. You're, for all intents and purposes, a native of Seattle. I have to hit that market, right? When are you going? I will be there. I land uh, Saturday, late Saturday. So I have to have a meal Saturday night, and then I have all day Sunday. And um, Is this this theoretical? Is Is this real or (laughs) theoretical? It's real in that I do have to plan it right now, but yeah. it will also have taken place but by the time this goes. Yes, it will have already happened. Given <laughs> yes. that today's a day, not no, no one cares. Yeah, yeah. So where on. do I go? Okay, for dinner. Ready? Yeah. I'm writing it down. Your choice: either you have to go one of the two, mm-hmm. Tavolata, T A V O L A T A, Tavolata. Sounds very pretentious, but okay. That, yeah, that's on Second and Bell in what's called mm-hmm. Belltown, 
kind of between right. downtown and toward the Seattle Center. Just okay. get it. Second and Bell. Or Mike's in the market. Or is it Matt? Ooh. Is it Matt? Oh, come on. Gretchen, hang on. <laughs> She's doing <I> construction. <laughs> Matt's or Mike's in the market, you're saying? Matt's in the market, right? Gretchen. <laughs> she does Matt's not care. Not Mike. Matt. Matt. Gretchen coming through again. Okay. Yeah. Matt. Okay. Matt's if, in the market. Okay. When what kind of food? Because here's what I was thinking. When I land, I, I love like uh, Chinatowns and and uh, whatever I was reading featured a nice, um, a promising Chinatown in Seattle. Yes sure. or no? Yes. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's the international district. I believe is what we call it. It's just okay. to the east of the stadia where there are two giant All right. places to play sports, but don't go there. Go to Tavolata or Matt's okay. in the market. Okay, great. Matt's in the all market, right. you kind of get it all because you said, I want to go to the market. Well, it's in the market and you see the big sign, the fancy sign that says, you know, Seattle Public Market. All right. Fish, all that cliche stuff. You want to go. We could, the, we could skip the needle. The we could skip Why the space, you have space needle. No, I what? do. I just have a bunch of, uh, you know, the, a bunch of, you know, spoiled brats with me. So I have to make everyone happy. Like they might oh. not want to see the Space Needle or the first Starbucks, no. and I might do think they that's like cool. music. And f- the first Starbucks. The guy from Starbucks sold the Sonics to people who don't live here. Oh and they right, right, Oklahoma. right. Don't yes. go to Starbucks at all. That's um, right. Okay. Do you know? Right, we'll skip the Starbucks. Starbucks. And like music. Do you like music? I do. Yeah, I don't know the kids well enough to know. How if do you they not know, know your kids? They, you should, <laughs> well, you I just it never comes up. It just okay. never comes up. Yeah, you don't so. play music in the car and sing yeah. Justin Bieber and stuff like that. Okay. I got my earbuds in in the car just like uh, just like I do now. But right, I do I'm know my kid. The place is called Mopop. M O P O P. All right. It's right next to the Space Needle, and it has an amazing musical variety, every genre of music. Well, what still- is it? It's a concert hall or what? It's just an outdoor. They, do play, um, they play music there occasionally, but um, Mr. Paul Allen, God rest. Yeah. He kind of invented the thing. He wanted to honor Jimi Hendrix originally. Okay. And they expanded it. There's, you know, Nirvana and Pearl Jam exhibit just left. Uh, gotcha. They'll have a rap exhibit. They'll have some popular culture. You know, it's pretty cool. So I don't want you to think I'm a terrible father. Well, you can. It doesn't really matter. But the, the reason we're there is I pulled some strings and I got my nine-year-old shagging flies at the Home Run Derby. Oh, wow. Tonight. Yes. Um, I've been now going to the park with him for a couple of weeks. He's like, Dad, throw me some fly balls. I was like, this is really stupid. My left arm is about to fall off. I'm going to be one like a one-armed father picking up his son. Uh, you know, And it, it's... <laughs> And it's for not, right? I was like, look, I can't throw this a third the height that you're going to see from Vlad Guerrero. So I don't know what this is doing, but um, do you have any advice for me or for him? or? I have advice for both of you. You should have bought uh, one of those jugs machines. Yeah. You just send a missile in the sky. Or, you know, when you see people at the park and they're too lazy to throw, so they have those plastic things and they wing a ball, like a ball for a dog. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I can still throw, although... I threw the opening pitch last Sunday. This is mm-hmm. not dated. Uh, Sunday, the, what would that be? The uh, third, second? Yeah, Sunday the second. Yeah. I threw probably my worst pitch I've ever done wild pitching in a major league park. 
it wasn't embarrassing like like throwing it into the ground you know wasn't that that kind right. of it's just wild it just took like randy johnson did it many mm-hmm. times so i told people it was a message pitch to the tampa rays <laughs> and we ended up winning the game uh seven to six i believe you took it from the rubber though right you go you go I from did. the mound right yeah I have, okay. I have some pride still and i'm not a pitcher though like i can throw a football still pretty well but baseballs are hard i told the mariners can you let me just throw it from right field? Mm-hmm. Much better chance of looking good than getting on the mound and trying to pinpoint a strike. Uh, but nobody cared. And they, I, they I, I'm not letting you off the hook here. I'm not a quarterback. I'm not a basketball player. And I could throw a baseball at 52 miles an hour and uh, and hit the glove without bouncing it. I, I don't understand these Victor Wembanyama and all, everybody like, no, a baseball, it's different. It's small. It's like throwing an egg for them. Like, all right, I could throw a marble into my kid's you know, catcher's glove. <laughs> If we go outside right now, I don't understand that why it's yeah, so hard. Well, no, my, people are getting worse. My, my record is pretty strong. Like as okay. far as near a strike through the, I've probably done it eight times over the years at different places. Mm-hmm. I'd say I'm six of eight, seven of eight, a legit decent throw. Okay. All right. This that's one fine. got away from me. Yeah. It got away. You, so you, you got to see a sports psychologist. It's too, much, too uh, much on it, but at yeah. right field would be so unique. Let me come out there in each row Jersey. <laughs> and just throw one bouncer from, you know, mid deep right field. I can still throw oh, that'd that. that'd be good. That's yeah. fun. So my kid, I'm just hoping he doesn't get trampled, even more so than getting hit by a, a ball, a line drive. I think uh, getting, tra- yeah, because there's like 20 kids running after the yeah, same ball. Yeah, good shot so that- he gets trampled. You can almost right. buy extra health insurance for this event because oh, interesting. I'm surprised. Okay. It's funny when you see it because you're describing, not everybody knows this, like maybe you have new sports fans that have never seen the home run derby. Mm-hmm. They have these little kids out there and it really is just madness. It's just like, you yeah. know, remember we used to play 500 right in the street growing up or in the backyard. Right. And trying to catch flies and people are banging into each other. There's always like that. The kid who matured too soon, he's 12, but he looks like he's 17. He, he looks like uh, <laughs> yeah. Reed at the PPK. They always cut back to that. Yeah, he could actually rob Pete Alonso of a home run if he wanted to, right? He could that would scale be fun to do. Yeah. Pull one back. You know, you brought up 500. I'm glad you did. And some of these other games. What games do you think, what events would make the All-Star Weekend better? I mean, we played running bases as kids. Um, I don't know if you played that. Uh, tag up. How about just like have a major league player tag up from third and just have, as you described, maybe even you in right field trying to gun them down. You know, that would we be have, a, I would make love that. that. I would yeah. love that. Is there a catcher? Is there going to be a collision also or more? Sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The uh, catcher is uh, one of the uh, Paul brothers or the catchers. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, somebody we don't out. care about. Just sticking back. <laughs> um, yeah. I think you called it something else. We called it pickle. That's right? running you, bases? That's yeah, one people. Yes. Okay. You got two guys playing the bases and one guy trying not to get tagged, you know, and you go back and forth, back and forth. Right, um, right, right. Wiffle yeah. ball. There should be a wiffle ball secondary smaller field. Mm-hmm. And have some wiffle ball action. In fact, I think I told you this. I'm making a movie right now. You did. I had it for the outro. Ball. And let, let's talk about it now. Wiffle ball is the greatest sport known to man or child. Yes. And you have a project um, you're working on. We're very excited about it. I grew up. It's in my blood. I grew up south of Seattle, this little place called Star Lake. My dad mm-hmm. kind of helped construct a fence. We we stole signs and made advertising in the outfield, <laughs> tried to replicate like, you know, minor league parks. And Mark Sansever hit almost 800 home runs in one summer because we kept wow. stats. Literally, yeah. every day. we'd play 
you know, from 9 a.m. until sometimes dark, you know, go how swimming. old were you? How old were you when you first started keeping stats? Because it's something I taught my nine year old. I'm teaching him long division when he hasn't yeah. learned short division. But I'm like, figure out your batting average. He's on a sure. travel all star team. This should be fun for you, except yeah, that yeah. he went oh for his last eight. And now it's a, it ended up being <laughs> a, a problem. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think we were playing hardcore by nine, 10, and then. Mm-hmm really got into it like when we we're 12 13 and then we just kept playing we played all the way you know oh, through yeah. high school not quite as nerdy as we did back when we were in that younger stat keeping age mm-hmm. um but anyway my story centers on a day in 1989 where i was playing wiffle ball with a famous baseball player and we're going back to reflect on what happened that day is that did, did i remember the event the way i think it happened oh and you don't want to say the um, famous player's name, it's but it's too, it's, it's too hot. It's too hot. We don't want the thing to get out of control. And right. Miramax is trying to buy us out or, you know, yeah. Paramount or somebody. So, yeah, we're just diligently working on our craft. Mm-hmm. And we feel like if we get fourth place in the San Diego Film Festival, it'll have been a success. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure everyone can figure out it's Jay Buhner at this point, but uh, <laughs> all right, I'll, I will keep it. We'll keep it quiet for now. The all-star game, you talk about growing up as a kid. I, I loved, loved, loved the all-star game. Lee Mazzilli was my favorite player for the Mets in 1979 for the Met, a Met to make the all-star team. I don't think you, was it, did every team have a member of the all-star game? I, I don't know my, if it was like that, that way. My back memory then. Is that yeah. it wasn't that way? Then they changed it to make right. it that way. That's yes. my memory. Yeah, that's what I think. Mazzilli hit a home run and walked in the winning run and didn't get MVP. It was given to Dave Parker, who oh, gunned wow. down. Uh, I think Al Downing at the plate and also had like a big hit. And I was I was devastated. Um, but but the but the also game was terrific. I mean, I don't think yeah. kids appreciate it as much. In fact, I know they don't these days. Well, that's why. They made second base bigger. Okay. That's going to bring the kids in. Okay. Good. <laughs> Big basis. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and the speed pitch thing. See, I, and the shift, no more shift. I'm, I'm pro shift and I'm anti rule against the shift. I, I think that's real. I, what, what is it actually doing? Is it really helping anything? Are more fans watching? Cause there's no shift. Like I don't, I just don't get the theory behind it all. Well, that you're in theory, the averages go up if uh, you get rid of the shift, and more hitting leads to more people being attentive at games and stuff. Why is that? Maybe a lot of people came to see a two to one pitcher's duel. That's those are my kind All of right. people. I, I like that too. Well, um, I mean, but I don't know if that's the case. Yeah. Saying you can't do the shift for like a guy who pulls, you know, one way or the other. It's like telling it's, a defensive coordinator you can't, you know, run a corner blitz because the quarterback never pays, you know what I mean? Or you can't, you know. It's kind of pathetic. It really is. Yeah, it's I like the Pro Bowl it. game in, in the NFL. Like, no blitzing. No, the, yeah, you're right. It is. Like, uh, and, and you know, God bless Tony Gwynn. If, if we could ask him about it, it's like, hey, he just figured out where the five and a half hole was, right? Right. That's where he hit it every time. So Well, that's um, what we always yeah. say. Well, do what Rod Carew would do. It's like, well, then yeah. I well, too bad. Be better. You know, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That Fun. said, I mean, yeah. football is my favorite. I mean, it's never not going to be, but I love, we just went to the Mariners, like I said, last week. Mm-hmm. They're down, I think it was five to one or six to one. They rallied back, the place going crazy. You know, like th- there's a cool atmosphere at any level of baseball. 
you know, you're rooting for your team or just go in there, some rando game. I've just shown up at games around the country. I happen to be in somebody's town. Like, oh, I'm going to go to a game tonight. Uh, Baseball's great. Uh, the pitch clock is great. It's um, in LA. It's a different story because you have your own pitch clock in the car trying to get to the game and where people <laughs> normally would get there, like in the second inning. Now you're <laughs> attending a game that's going to be two hours and five minutes. You know, you're going to be in your car before you know it right. and uh, just waiting to get let out of uh, the Chavez ravine. But um, yeah, I, I love the pitch clock. I hope it helps. I think it's helping. The bigger basis is, is funny. I don't know. <laughs> it's making a difference. I'm I mean, not going to well, see Ricky Henderson. Anyway. It would also arguably be helping the defensive player who can have a bigger base to step on to make. Oh, you know, that's true. Double plays yeah, yeah. And well, you know, they have these gloves too. Have you seen these gloves? They're sort of like oven mitts for the runners. So between the bigger bases and the oven mitt uh, sliding gloves, you basically have to have a three-step lead and you could have a stolen base at this point. <laughs> Um, I don't know. And, and they go by the tip of the end of the glove. Not they're not measuring fingertips at that point. So hey, I don't can, know. You mentioned 1979. Can we yeah. go back to six, 1969? I don't think so. That? You, that's dirty. That yeah. But go ahead. Bench over there. Uh huh. You see it? Yes. Yeah, do. You don't see it. There it I is. Do. Yeah, yeah. So that is from Seattle six stadium where the Seattle pilots used to play. Okay. Pilots for you younger viewers only <laughs> lasted one season and then they moved to Milwaukee. They are your Milwaukee Brewers. They descended right. from right the, the Seattle Pilots one season. But I went to a ton of their games. My favorite player was Tommy Harper, number 21, led the American League in stolen bases with 73. I can mm. remember more stuff about that year than whatever the hell the Mariners did last night. I think they lost to the Giants 2 nothing. But is that right? Yeah, Mariners. Were you the way. inspiration of Brian Adams' uh, summer of '69? No, oh. I wasn't. Jimi Hendrix played at that same stadium that summer of '69, Six Stadium. It's now a hmm. Lowe's Home Improvement Store, I believe. Um, <laughs> they wiped it out. We so we would lose teams and blow up stadiums around here like every quarter century. Remember when the Kingdom <laughs> came down, the implosion of the Kingdom. Yeah, that was your July Fourth celebration. Yeah, yeah, which stadium goes next? Yeah, but we got yeah. some nice. We got nice joints now. We got the football, the baseball, the new hockey slash basketball. Uh, it's called the. Are you into the Kraken? The Kraken are there's I, a fun I mean, team. I'm not an expert on hockey at any level. However, mm-hmm. I've been to many of their games. Love the environment there. Was very happy with how well mm-hmm. the team did. You know, getting pretty deep in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. Then the building's amazing. You got You got to see that joint. And you you uh, took a shot at uh, Starbucks for the Sonics moving. What do you hear about Seattle getting an NBA team back? Has the commissioner reached out to you? Uh, no, I'm disappointed that they haven't already said it's happening. Like I don't know w- what possibly is a holdup when you got this. Like I said, this new facility that has everything that you know they demanded that it would have previously and more. We got money in town that can support it. We got a fan base that will support it. Everybody's still pissed off that they stole it. Here comes an airplane. Um, oh. Yeah. Are we doing video, too? Is this audio only? Yeah, there'll be like a two-minute breakout. We'll probably Here. show the blue bench that nobody could what? see otherwise. Yeah. Okay. Probably sounds like an airplane taking off. I love it. Hey, Kenny, let's take another quick break, and then I have some no, Seattle No, no more breaks. Yes, so that's it. NPR. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. All right, we're back with the great Kenny Maine. We're going to do a fun thing right now. 
The rest of it has not been fun. I have to be honest. No, um, we're going to do a draft. Greatest Seattle Mariners, not pilots, Mariners. Who's on your team? We'll do a two round draft. Ready? I'll well, let you go first. It's not Griffey fair. Number one. Griffey. You are interesting. Okay. Controversial. Uh, I will go. I'll go Randy Johnson. And oh, now do we oh. do it snake order or do I get, do you go? You, what, get, what, how you do, get, you get two in a row. Okay. All right. You went Griffey. I'll go Randy Johnson and Ichiro. And oh, so now damn. who's your second? I'm not happy with this, where this draft is going. Sorry. Took my next two picks. You made your bet. You That's got pretty solid. That group, those three alone. I'll go yeah. have your Martinez in your face. All right. See, so you lost. So Randy Johnson and Ichiro. Right now. Griffey and Edgar Martinez. Yeah. Who else, who's going to pitch for you? Hey, you want to start uh, over? Let's do it I one think more time. Edgar, Edgar will pitch probably. <laughs> like I always like it in baseball games when it scores like 21 to four or something. And then you just see these random. Oh, hey, yeah. That is absolute entertainment in my book. It, if anything, it's more votes for uh, Shohei Otani when you see what <laughs> when a yeah. right fielder can't get one out or throw one strike, right? Right. And it's <laughs> funny because doing. most all of them have decent arms, especially outfielders. Not everybody. Uh-huh. You know, second basemen often don't have a great arm. They're just they just know how to get it. You know that fifty feet they got to throw it or whatever. Yeah. But outfielders often have big arms. They can huck the ball. You know from the fence sure. on the line. But then trying to pitch, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. The pressure, you're standing there alone. It's just so different. It's just, it's unlike most things most people have done athletically. I did it at City Field for the Mets. It's a Mets-Pirates game. It was on a Tuesday afternoon. There were like um, 80 people in the stands at the point. And (laughs) and 75 of them were like camp kids. They're like (laughs) on a trip. And I did the uh, whole Jesse Orozco thing. I throw my glove in the air and I pitch and, and nobody got it. It was to oh, no, to no Yes. Yes. Let me just ask you what, if you had one more pick, do you go, do you go A-Rod or Felix Hernandez? Those. Oh, wait, it's your pick though. Well, it's coming well, around the picture. bend again. I need a picture. Yeah. So I got, I need just, can we make a trade? I'll send you. <laughs> okay. Cash and a player to be named later because I'd have no pitch. But for when we do this next year, I get the first yeah, pick. Okay. Yeah. Do you fine. ever see the king in his court, right? You're old enough. Of to course. Read. Yeah. The softball right? legends. Yeah. They're doing it from second base. The guy's throwing underhand strikes from second base. And like, were they like that. 75 years old or did yeah. everyone just look like that back then? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. They're like when you see, you know, presidential figures, you know, from the past <laughs> and, and like at the store where I would collect these little plastic figurines. This is really off the subject, but I would then yeah. take them and line them up like football formations. I didn't really care about the history part. I, I got, you know, Howard Taft, big guy. He's going <laughs> to give me some yards, putting him in the backfield. He was like the refrigerator. Mm. Uh, boy, is this your worst podcast ever? No, this is great. I love it. We we, ha- we do have to end it soon, but th- Why? it is terrific. We're having so much fun. You did, you're the first of three podcasts I have to do today, but I put you first, oh. and uh, I love it. I how love bad, you. Yes. How, how desperate were you for guests? Oh, this stop week? it. No, it's a all-star game, all-star game in Seattle. And plus, after I saw what a bang-up job you and Mina Kimes did the other day, and by the way, yeah. you could watch that back on Quibi, I think, right? Is yeah. airing that. Yes. Wait, uh, what, what day you came in on Saturday? What time, roughly, did you come in Saturday when you came I, in? 
I landed at five thirty. By the way, I didn't think we would ever take off with the storm. No, uh, I landed five thirty, and then I think, I think I'm gonna go to Chinatown. I think I went to Chinatown. Why are you with turning down my restaurant recommendation? I'm gonna do that. Sa- I'm doing that Sunday, but because you put me right in the in the market anyway, which is where we were okay. gonna go. Did you want to go out on the lake on Sunday? Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. You're asking me. Oh, this is like, okay, this is actually a real thing. Yeah. Is that why? Because you're free, right? We'll figure it out. I might have been free (laughs) looking back. (laughs) Speaking of free, runfreely.org. I'm going to donate, I promise, right after this or maybe after the third podcast. Tell us uh, a little bit about it. Yeah. Oh, and and I got to say, I really thank the Mariners. They did such a good job, way better (laughs) than what you just did. Um, before I came out to that horrible pitch, they put on the video screen, like they just made a little montage of pictures of me with my brace and, um, Michael Penix Heisman trophy yeah. candidate. He hooked me up about, uh, what was it? Two months ago now where we went to Husky stadium and people paid a thousand dollars. I know that's a lot, but for mm-hmm. some people it's, you know, it's all relative. We needed a few people to pay a lot of money, not a lot of people to pay a little money. Cause I don't own the stadium. I can't bring a thousand people with me. Right. So we had yet, to yes, limit you don't own the size of the crew. Right. So ultimately we had like 25 people, you know, 15 participants and their parents or whoever. And they got to run a touchdown route from Mike Penix, who likely is right up there in the Heisman consideration this year. Just a great kid. He was so nice. He was so oh, good. That's with people. Fun. And we raised enough money to support two new veterans who are getting their devices like I think next week, actually, or this week. That's great. Or that's terrific. Time but it's run. not enough. It's not enough. Runfreely.org. Keep sending. Yes. Runfreely.org. We make, or I don't make them. I just give the money to the guy who makes them down in Gig Harbor. Makes mm-hmm. these amazing devices. You stick it on. Doesn't fix anything, but it lets you do everything you used to do with no pain. So we're pretty proud of it. There you go. Philanthropist, American hero. Very average first pitch thrower, Kenny Main. Thank you for coming on. This has been does a delight any, as always. Does, does anyone monitor the show? Like, do you just do it and turn it in and they run it? Or do they <laughs> think scrutinize so. it at all? <laughs> scrutinize it? No. If there was any scrutiny, I wouldn't, wouldn't have lasted till uh, July of whatever year this is. But uh, <laughs> No, I don't mean does anybody listen in viewership <laughs> land. I meant, like, are there bosses that go, how dare you, Sal? You could not have done that. That's terrible. <laughs> They're not going to like the uh, running bases talk. No, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're always are. Yeah. They'll be fine. But, uh, yeah. We're going to be all right. Thanks, Kenny. I appreciate it. All right. Be well. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na.